Hi everyone. As you might know, we've been going through Doctor Who over time, and we were scheduled to talk about the Doctor Who Season 2 finale episodes soon. With the recent allegations that have come out against Noel Clarke, we no longer feel comfortable discussing those episodes. We're going to skip them and go straight to the Season 3 Christmas special, The Runaway Bride. We stand with the victims of these crimes. Hey, Danny, how you doing, man? Pockets! There you go. <laughs> I, yes, well... That was I'd a... like to add that uh, that Discord cut out, so I just heard what seemed to be some kind of terrified parrot shitting itself. Well, I shouted, ah! I, I shouted pockets. Oh, understandably so. Do you get it? I do get it. Yes, because pockets. Catherine Tate makes several references to pockets. Do you yeah. get the joke, Dan? It's the culmination of our arc in this episode when <laughs> the Doctor finally has pockets. Oh. Um. But anyway, uh, in case you couldn't tell, we're talking about... <laughs> From that flawless, flawless <laughs> comedy bit that we opened the episode yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, smooth. Smooth as... Uh, is, is, uh... Smooth as a nice, chunky salsa. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're chunky talking salsa, about... that's how I describe our show. <laughs> it's just like bits of good stuff that we've just obliterated... And mixed it. No, you know what it is? It's like supermarket salsa. You know when you pick up a super, a salsa from the supermarket and you look at the tub and you think, I mean, I guess salsa's just salsa. And then you open it and you dunk <laughs> a little tortilla chip in there, you scoop up some salsa and you think, this is so sweet and acidic and it doesn't taste anything like any kind of food that I've ever eaten before in my life. Yeah. And you can see that there's good stuff in there that has been obliterated and then mixed with a lot of sugar. So it's just a very strange tub of confusing goop that's how i would describe our show is a strange tub of confusing goop i think you're being too kind lewis um but but we are talking about a doctor who season three episode one you may think it's episode zero and that christmas specials don't count but you would be wrong uh Mm. I, i i don't come on we don't start counting at zero i feel like we start counting at one yeah come on this is I learnt this in maths, so, I mean... <laughs> well, it's alright. I did... What did I do? I did A-level maths. Oy. Don't do A-level maths. What Unless you, you want to go into maths as a sub, as a career or something. But, what, what you learn how to count to one in A-level maths. Well, no, I didn't. I learned how to use, like, graphs and, and equations uh, and crap. It was uh, intense. Except now I still have that moment, like, when I'm handing, handing someone cash in a shop... And I'm like, okay, I don't know how to make this money that I have in my hands equal £16. So I'm there with, like, notes and coins thinking, how do I make £16.30 out of this mess in my hands? <laughs> and inevitably, I just start counting, and they go, yeah, that's right. So that's handy. That reminds me of that Peter K joke when he used to work behind um, the till. And he's like, yeah, that's uh, £3.42, please. Like, Do you want the 42 What? Do you want the 42? Uh, yeah, I do. Because <laughs> otherwise it's not right, is it? <laughs> but anyway, we're talking about The Runaway Bride. Um, and it was written by Russell T. Davies. It was directed Wait. by... Your, uh, what? Well, hey. Oh. Well, hey. Russell T. Davies. Well, hey. Well, hey. Uh, and uh, it was directed by Eurus Lynn. And it's starring- Also, well, hey. Fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anything I can do to make your life more difficult, Dan, it's it's getting done. We're Don't five, you worry. We're five minutes in. Come on. We need, we need to do it. We've got 20 minutes Blah, blah, left. blah, 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 blah. 
<laughs> starring David Tennant well, hey. and uh, Catherine well, hey, Tate, yeah. uh, Sarah Parrish, well, hey. Don uh, Gillette, well, hey. and Jacqueline King. Well, hey. Let's do that for every fucking episode. Um, but anyway. Do you know what David Tennant was in? He was in um, How to Train Your Dragon, the first one. He played just like a mysterious background villager um, that got flung up in the air and went, Wah! and that was his only line in the, in the film. <laughs> Wahey well, was his only line in that film. Uh, the... Yeah, more of a scream. Yeah, more of a more of a scream. Than, yeah, more of a Wahey. scream. Yeah, he's tossed up to be eaten by a dragon. He's like, wait, <laughs> woo, eaten by a dragon. Oh, fun. to be fair, I think if you were living on an island where, like, dragons regularly attacked, as they do in How to Train Your Dragon, I feel like quite quickly a suicide cult would form. Okay, we're talking about How to Train Your Dragon this episode, <laughs> uh, directed by... <laughs> right, go on. Have we got an opening statement for The Runaway Bride? Yes, I do. Um, a great family film set on an island uh, with drag... <laughs> no, uh, a great Christmas special that introduces one of my favourite companions as well as a very well-designed monster. Love it! Yep, completely couldn't agree more. Um... I really like this episode. As you say, great Christmas special. It's um, it has some good stuff going on with little little hints of Christmas thrown in, rather than Christmas front and center with little hints of monsters going on. Um, I liked yeah. that the ship was a star because, of course, it fucking was. Yeah. It's just it was such a dumb thing, but I kind of loved it. Um, and also, uh, Harold Saxon was the bloke who was because they had um, I think it was a guy in a tank or something. And he said, uh, "Mr. Saxon says fire at will," sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's like a nice little nice little thing for, for what's coming up. Um, uh, yeah, I, I also love David Tennant and Catherine Tate together. Um, they're really good. I like Catherine Tate a lot. I like David Tennant a lot. They have great chemistry. It's really good. I agree. Um, again, just with creepy room questions, that's one of my first notes. Uh, mm. They're already sort of showing off their great chemistry together. They've got really good yeah, comedy yeah. chops. Um <laughs> It's like two yeah. pals bickering. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I really like. Um, I really like... No, yeah. Sorry, I, I just... I really like it when the Doctor's like mates with a companion. And yeah. Not, yeah. And not having a romantic relationship with them, you know? Mm. Um, I think that's one of the reasons I like um, the 13th Doctor and Yaz. I think they have a very good, very yeah. good dynamic. Because um, they are kind of mates. It's like... I think we all have that friend who's like got... I mean, I think I am the friend that has very little common sense. Um, I think uh, we all kind of empathise with Yaz in a more direct way than I think I have with other companions in recent years. Uh-huh. Because you can sort of see, oh yeah, it's that friend that you have to be like, no, you can't eat soap. Why would you think you can eat soap? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's having to tell the, the, the doctor like just basic. Do you know what I mean? Yep, definitely. No, I agree. Um... Uh, you're, you're completely right about the chemistry, though. It's um th- these... <laughs> It's the banter slash bickering slash whatever it might be. It, it's almost like um, it reminds me of the episode of American Dad where they're trying to cast for a new newscaster, um, and Francine gets the job because her banter with Terry is really really good. Yeah. Um, it's it's like that, but it's I don't know. It's when they're sat on the edge of the building. Don't you stop bleeping me? <laughs> it's just really good. It's just back just, and forth. Yeah, he's just sat. He's sat there like I don't get it. You're not clever. You're not powerful. You're unimportant. Is that? See this friend of yours, just before she left, did she punch you in the face? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I like the fact that they show the Doctor mourning Rose. Uh, that yes. you know he's an actual character with feelings that doesn't just get dropped. Like you know, um, like with uh, with Matt Smith when when Amy and Rory left. Well, I suppose yes, they did. That did annoy me. Yeah. I suppose they did show a little. Bit. Like, it was it was very mopey living in a cloud. I suppose. Yeah. I, I'll have yeah, to retract I think, that um, now. Oh, <laughs> Daniel Kerr is formally retracting his statement. Um. <laughs> No, I like that it's... I think, um... I like that we're shown the real-life impact of it in this episode, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, um... The thing that... the I mean, the Doctor has the luxury of living in a cloud when he's grief-stricken. He's like, well, I don't want to be grief-stricken anymore. I'm going to live in a cloud. Yeah. Uh, and, but, like... And so we only see, like, a quick little soupçon of, of, um... Oh, he's, he's a bit mopey in a cloud, and he's wearing Amy Pond's glasses. Um, it's like, oh great yeah okay um but i i like that because david tennant is the the doctor that wants to be a, a human and i think that's in real life you, you don't get the privilege of sitting in a cloud you have to just be grief-stricken in life <clears throat> you have to keep yeah. on going to work and keep on doing just basic shit like laundry and you're really sad and i yeah. kind of like that we see that the doctor is living his normal life but he also feels kind of shite at the same time you know yeah. what I mean? I, I quite like it. It also takes a sort of dark turn, because like you can definitely tell that that his grief is sort of like uh, like him standing there, like just murdering these these creatures. Like he's like yes. Donna yeah. has to say, "You can stop now. Like you've done it. Let's go." Mm. Um, which is which no, is like, kind of yeah. it's kind of kind of you know. Super fucked, yeah. Yeah, but out there, you know, like Matt <laughs> yeah. Smith just sort of went in a cloud and was like, ooh, and then, but like, mm. David Tennant committed arguably an, a war crime. Uh, well, I don't think it's arguably a war crime. He massacred children. I'm pretty sure that is a war crime. Well, I mean, that's why I want to talk about the morality of the action. Like, well, yeah. How how justified was he in, in, in killing them? Yeah, because I suppose the question is, could he have, if, if, I, this is it's always struck me as a bit odd because I never understood what the Rachnos are going to eat. Are they going to eat the people or are they going to eat the buildings? Because if they've got like exoskeletons, then I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, oh no, yeah, we eat rocks and then the yeah. minerals from the rocks go to our exoskeletons. Because they're kind of spidery crab things. So I can kind of see, yeah, spiders have exoskeletons. I would I would believe it if somebody told me that spiders occasionally eat rocks. I would yeah. believe that. I mean... Um, David Tennant said, oh, the Ragnos were carnivores, omnivores, they devoured whole oh, planets. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, did, did, I see, that was a very good David Tennant. It was like David Tennant morphed into his father. It was very strange. Yeah. Like he, he aged 50 years in that sentence. <laughs> carnivores, omnivores. <laughs> it's just a shouty um, man in a pub. Like, carnivores. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I suppose so the question is, would it have been more moral for David Tennant to have... Um, because it, essentially it's a trolley problem. Do you kill the Rachnos to save all humans? Or do you allow the Rachnos to kill all humans knowing that... I suppose the Rachnos are then going to go on and do more killing? Yeah, I really true. don't know. I would I would say he was... I think he had to do that. Yeah, um, I think he was is morally justified, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't like that he sort of stayed behind like, and was clearly just 
it wasn't about oh well I don't have any other option. He was clearly sort yeah. of angry and like wrathful at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know actual characterization. Like family nice. of blood almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice bit of characterization. It is good. It's um this is what I was sort of it, this would have been a much better episode I'm sorry, a much better example for me to give than what I said in the Game of Thrones episode. Um, by the way, the book that I mentioned uh, in that episode is called The Lie by C.L. Taylor. Um, oh. It's a, it's, a, it's a good book. You might want to read it. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, the example I gave was, oh yeah, characters sometimes face miniature foibles, which and then through that where they develop. Um, that was what I like about this. I mean, it's not a miniature foible by any <laughs> by any twisting of the words, but it's it's yeah. the Doctor is faced with something and then deals with it and overcomes it and, and makes a decision. And based on that decision, we learn more about his character. Rather than in the uh, Stephen Moffat era of, oh, he's the destroyer of worlds, he's this, he's this, he's this. Okay. Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't do it. Maybe like you he's... can show me that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, time for I Am The Doctor speech, number 2752. <clears throat> uh, the yeah. electric boogaloo. <laughs> it did annoy me. It's um, my, my, my dad used to make this joke about how... Um, when Matt Smith first joined up, it was like uh, they just had a corridor in the BBC Cardiff filming studio or whatever it was. Yeah. But they just redecorated every week and ran up and down it because that was kind of what it felt like. It was, oh, this <laughs> yeah. thing is happening. What? We'd better run up and down a corridor for 45 minutes until it's resolved. That's <laughs> what it felt like. But I do like that um, the uh, tenant era, it feels a bit more boots on the ground sort of you're faced with moral quandaries. It's it's yes. difficult to make these decisions rather than, oh no, doctors, this horrific thing has happened and then you have to go and fix the horrific thing. Yeah, or like you're, you know, you're invited to sort of guess the ending and then Moffat sort of pulls a, haha, it was this the entire time. Information yeah. that you could not have known at all. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm clever. Good old um, Moffat. Love him. Yeah. <laughs> He gets such a bad rap in this show, doesn't he? He gets absolutely slaughtered every yeah. week. And he's yeah, like, you're not even at me. You're not even him. at me yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, imagine when we get to him. What's the oh. first Moffat episode? It's um the one with the Atraxi and all that. Yeah, the 11th yeah. hour. Oh, yeah, that's so, an okay episode. It's, so, I mean, so, so, um. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Such a dick to Moffat. Any, any good? Yeah, that solely subtle. Put that in your face. Um. <laughs> um, this is less of a less of a question, more of an anecdote. Um, I am given to understand that wedding dresses with pockets now exist. Do um, they? It was such a problem that they now exist. Um, I'm, I know very little about tailoring clothes but i know a small amount so we're going to go with that uh the reason dresses don't have pockets i think is supposed to be because i mean you know in theory it's so that women will buy handbags because it kind of makes sense but like i think the idea is that the reason dresses don't have pockets is because it would ruin the line of the dress if there's something big and heavy in your pocket yeah but then you know balance out how much you need a pocket versus how much your dress needs to be the correct shape do you know what i mean yeah um but yeah i'm now given to understand dresses with wedding dresses with pockets do exist oh well there Uh, you go yeah which is very 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 exciting and interesting um i wonder how much this episode played in that in that um revelation uh, very little i would imagine (laughs) i would imagine little to no (laughs) um 
I love how I love how every Doctor Who monster that a writer gets their hands on, like, is the biggest bad in the universe, and then you never see them again. Like, like, yeah, yeah, they're omnivores. They devour whole planets. They come from the dark times. Billions, billions. Like, yeah, but we, they just don't show up. At the, they're at the center of the earth, and this is the yep. first time that we're coming into contact with it. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's weird. It really annoys Plus, me. Plus, if that's a tunnel right down to the center of the earth, and he's just poured a big load of water, he drained the Thames into it. Yeah, that's is the Thames going to get refilled? What's going on there? Yeah, and to be honest, how much like I don't I don't know how big the Thames is, but if it's like a journey to like the center of the earth, I doubt you'd I would be able to see it. Imagine that's most of it. the water on the planet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I doubt you'd be able to see it. Like at the bottom, I wouldn't. I doubt you'd be able to see like some lights at the center of the planet. Like mm. it's a long fucking way down. It's not thirty feet. It's like fucking. You know, I don't. I don't even know how. How how. How many miles? How how far to the centre of the Earth? Um, Thousands of miles, at least. Centre of the Earth, it is uh, 3,959 miles. Well, yeah, you're not going to see that from... No, I don't think, even if, I mean, I mean, I don't know how hot the core of the Earth is. I guess it's very hot. I, <laughs> I am not a scientist. No. Maybe it's that, well, it's not bright like a sun, surely. No. It's bright like lava. So, I I know, I reckon you wouldn't be able to see it. Over 3,000, 4,000 miles, essentially. Yeah. And, like, I I, I don't know much about, like, the sort of relationship between us and the Earth's core, but see if there's, like, a hole drilled to the Earth's core. Wouldn't we all be dead or something like that? Like, it just feels like that's... I feel like probably, yeah. That's Um, what I feel like would, what would happen. (laughs) I think it's probably going to upset some kind of tectonic plate situation <laughs> yeah yeah plus um, if all the if that's another thing if you take out the core of the earth which now is spiders then that's <laughs> going to affect gravity because the earth suddenly weighs a lot less yeah and so that's that's you know one thing but then if you pour a load of water in there on top of the spiders who have been growing somehow yeah then the Earth is suddenly heavier. Is gravity slightly stronger in the Doctor Who world? <laughs> What's going on there? I'd, that's what I'd like to know. How many are there as well? Because it, it's been there since the beginning of time. Exactly, yeah. Like, so that's billions of years that they've been under yeah. there. And yeah. they and they haven't they haven't decided to try and climb out at any point. Like, they've just been stuck no. in suspended Maybe, animation? Like a, or Yeah, maybe it was a very long gestation period. They've only just hatched or something. I don't... Maybe, but like, how can they have been like a terror billions of years ago? If it takes billions of years for them to like yeah. hatch, it's really weird. Maybe they're very resilient in the adult form; they don't die. So, like the Empress Rachnos, what happens to her? She explodes, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah she just gets um, blown to fuck. <laughs> I see, blown to fuck. Is that a scientific term? Or... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um... Is that? <laughs> Is that the metric shit ton or the imperial shit ton? Um, yeah. What the fuck was I saying? Um, yeah, if they're really resilient and strong, then maybe the reason they were a terror is because you just couldn't stop them. It's yeah. the it keeps coming genre of, of horror. I mean, she, this is all conjecture and guessing she get, and supposition. She get destroyed by human tanks. So, like, how... 
Yeah, that's not that strong. Maybe billions and maybe billions, billions of years ago. Um, <laughs> billions. Nobody had made tanks yet, so they just had like yeah, but rocks. The, the, I don't know. The, the Time Lords fought them though. Oh yeah, that's true. The Time Lords have got to have something at least equivalent to a tank. Yeah. Like mm. ugh, the the history is so weird. Yeah, we don't get involved or anything like that, and then like, they just offhand say, "Yeah, we killed an entire species." Um, like, that's yeah, kind of strange. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thing that I love about Doctor Who is that it's like comic books in that, like, comic book storylines. When you take a step back, are fucking insane. Yeah. Like, there's this Spider-Man comic book series where um, Mary Jane died because. Um, she was exposed to Peter Parker's radioactive semen. So what? then she just got cancer and died. <laughs> oh my and then that was God! the entire plot. Exactly. That's insane. That's that is... completely insane. Oh, yeah, we felt it was time to write her out. So um, we did it tastefully. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. And then, what the um, fuck? I know, exactly. But that's my point. There are doc- I mean, maybe not Doctor Who episodes quite like that, but Doctor Who episodes that are equally insane and make little to no sense... And that's sort of yeah. the. That's what I love about it is that it's fucking insane. Yeah, I mean to be fair, look, Bill sort of became a puddle and look fucked off. That's true. Bill did become a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. Bill became a puddle. <laughs> what happened? I, I've started. I've started watching uh, watching this Doctor Who. I'm very intrigued to see what happens to Bill. Um, how does how does her story end? Uh, she becomes a puddle and flies away. Uh, what? Because the thing is, can you imagine Bill interacting with the Thirteenth Doctor? That'd be great. Oh, that'd it? be so good. That'd be so exactly. Look, look, she would be excited about asking questions, and the Thirteenth Doctor would be really excited answering them, as opposed mm-hmm. to Peter Capaldi getting annoyed. Like that's that's quite. Mm. Um, I fucking love Bill. She's great. She is. She's a good. She's a good character. Sort of wasted. I think massively wasted. Brilliant yeah. character in one season. Yeah, come on now, make it make sense, Chibbers. Yeah, it's the same way. It's the same way that we're 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 coming into sort of Martha's realm now, who is one of the most yeah. underrated characters. Yeah, in the totally. entire show. Like, ugh. no, I love Martha. She's great. She's um, the thing I love about Martha is after she leaves the Doctor, she sort of. She sort of sees how the Doctor's life and the Doctor's style of life... Lifestyle, as a normal man might say. Yeah. Um, how the Doctor's lifestyle just completely fucks up other people. And she says, you know what? I don't want that for myself. And then she actively prevents that from happening. Yeah. She's like, okay, well, I'm medically trained. And I'm going to go and work for UNIT. And I'm going to be... I'm going to have my foot in both worlds. I, I, She chooses to live a happy life. And then she gets to live the happy life. It's really good. Yeah, and like she... She she's like one of the first to let. In fact, no, she's the first in the entire uh, canon of New Who that mm. says "fuck this, this is unhealthy." I'm I'm away. Let I'm not going to be chasing after yeah. you. Let I'm not going to be someone's ghost. Let that's that's pretty fucking big. I think. Mm. Who else um, does that? The um, Graham and Ryan do. I'm trying to think backwards. Yeah. Amy uh, and Rory get weeping angeled. Yep. Clara, Clara becomes the time thing. Yeah. She, she Clara, she, she just flies, flies away. Yeah. 
she flies away with Maisie Williams. That's um, just that's just Moffat's way of just taking care of everything. She had a tasteful death, right, in Face the Raven. Like she yeah. made a mistake. She had now to let's pay pick for up her mistake. Her Throw her around the universe. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of insane. Um, who, who else? Bill um, became a puddle. into a puddle. Nardole um, sort of walked away with a, a, a colony of people and like set up a yeah. sort of small town, I guess. But like, Which is no. kind of a horrific sort of... Because the, the implication of those episodes to me was that the Cybermen are going to win. Yeah. You can't stop it. And Nardole, the Doctor's just like, oh, okay, you want to live in this perpetual hell, Nardole? That's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? F- fuck. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, and, it was and, before Bill and Nardole. Clara, we did a Clara. Um, I think, I think, and Rory. I think Graham and Ryan and Martha are the only ones that wanted to walk yeah. away. Because Donna gets her brain destroyed. Um, <laughs> who else? Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone. Yeah, they're the only ones that walk away. It's insane. It's like how the U.S. president, the um, the the, it's like one of the most dangerous jobs in the world, statistically speaking, because like so many presidents have been assassinated. So it's like that. It's you become a companion of the Doctor. There's a fighting chance you'll get your brain exploded or just straight up die. Yeah, it's like. Oh, what was it? Um, when when Donna, I know we're I know we're jumping ahead, but when Donna comes back, uh, yeah. she asks, "Did you meet anyone?" And the doctor was like, "Yeah, I had a friend, uh, Martha. Uh, I ruined her life. Uh, yeah, mm. just so fucking casual. Like, oh my god!" And Donna's like, "What? What?" Something you, mm. something you want to tell me? It's like you what, want to explain that one there for me, mate. It's like what's coming up on Sunday now. A warning. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, anyway, I, I'm trying to see if I've got any more notes. Uh, I think I'm out of notes. To be honest with you, um, mm. I, I I I love um. I love Catherine Tate dealing with um, Lance, her husband. Yeah, what a name! Lance, yeah, Lance, Lance to the heart. A, yep, and um, and oh, what's the fucking name? The lady that Lance gets with at the wedding. Um, Neris. <laughs> Neris, that's it. Um, which is a bizarre name. I've never met anybody called Neris. Um, but uh, yeah, I love how she sort of deals with Neris. Yeah. Thank you, Neris. <laughs> You had the reception without me. Hello, I'm the doctor. They had the reception without me. Yes, I gathered. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so good. Um, yeah, I think I'm out of notes, Chuck. Are you? Uh, season three is probably my favourite season in Nuhu, and I'm glad that we've finally got to it. Some really That's, good stories yeah. coming up. Yeah, probably me too. What's What's season four? Uh, Donna and the whole uh, Donna. I do Dav- like Donna. Davros returning and all that. Spoilers. Mm. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I think season three and season four are probably on on par with each other for me a bit. I quite like them both. Yeah, but lots of stuff to discuss. Very excited. Indeed. Uh, go on, Chuck. Have you got a closing statement? Yes. Um, season three. Here we go. 
Oh, well, that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got one too. It's uh, strangely enough, it's season three. Here we go. Ooh! How funny is that? Um, uh, that's that's co- sheer coincidence. Um, yeah. Um, no, I, I like this episode a lot. Brilliant introduction to a brilliant character. I, I'm looking forward to more um, more Donna in the future. And I'm looking forward to more Martha in the next one. I'm also looking forward to the Jadoon because they are space rhinos. And that's just brilliant. <laughs> See what I, I mean? It's like comic books. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, it's... we've met these these space soldiers that are dressed in like weird leather fetish gear. Yeah. And they're rhinos. What? <laughs> it's just brilliant. Jadoon platoon upon the moon. Um. Do you know? Have you heard the story about why they wrote this episode? The Jadoon platoon upon the moon. We. I think maybe we should save it for the okay, next we'll, episode. Okay. We'll save it. But I'm now very it's my hilarious intrigued. anecdote. Lewis is go- Lewis is going to tell me after we finish recording, and I'm going to pretend to be surprised when he inevitably says it the next episode. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! <laughs> um, should we do some cheeky shilling? Yeah, yeah, let's shill. <laughs> um, the podcast is Link Trees. Uh, woo, woo. Um. Lewis's is linktr.ee slash Lewis underscore Brindley. Mine is slash O'Hiram. And the podcast's is slash Shouting Into The Void. All together, no spaces, all lowercase. Amazing. Um, Amazing. You yes, nailed that one? I did. I, I'm getting better. Both of our listeners will be so proud of you. <laughs> uh, we have a PayPal donate button, so anything you can spare, anything at all, would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we also have Patreon. And we take uh, the opportunity every week to thank our wonderful, wonderful patrons. It's a new month, so thank you to everyone who's renewed yes. their subscription with us. Um, Chloe. Thank you. Darius. Thank you. Sophie. Thank you. Peter. Thank you. Aditya. Thank you. Richard. Thank you. Natalie. Thank you. And Dougie. Thank you. One and all. You keep the lights on at Void Towers, and you allow to, you allow us to do these things that we love to do, um, and it's it's dead good. Yes, it certainly is. Thank you. Um, we also have merch on Teespring and Redbubble. We sell uh, we tote bags, jumpers, mugs, all sorts of stuff. Go have a look, mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. what you fancy, and uh, get yourself something nice. Yeah. Um, uh, and last but certainly not least, we are partnered with an amazing company called Number 12 Crochet Avenue, and Lewis is going to say some wonderful things about them, all of which are true. Indeed I am. Look at me saying things with my mouth. Um, <laughs> we're going to... Um, sorry, I, I made a stupid fucking joke, and now I'm miles away. Um, Number 12 Crochet Avenue is an amazing company run by my amazing wife, in which she talks at great length about crochet, and she does a lot of crochet, and it's it's... Visually, I believe the term is bellissimo, and you have to do a chef's kiss as well. So, um, mwah, mwah, bellissimo. Uh, so go and check it out at number 12 Crochet Avenue on Instagram. Um, you'll find some of the most mwah, bellissimo uh, images and information about crochet. Go and take a look. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Well, um, <laughs> that, that was the, the way run- you said that was like, well, I don't know how to deal with that. That? <laughs> um, that was the runaway bride. Um, and uh, next week is uh, Smith and Jones. It is. So With Space Rhinos! Yeah. That'll be oh, fun. I love it. Space Rhinos are the best. They, 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 I mean, I've only experienced them with Jadun, but yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. The only other time I have is um, 
the other the other Lewis Brindley of the Ogs cast did a um, RPG like a tabletop RPG like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, yeah, but it was like in space, and part of the mission that they were doing was um, they had to get this special object to a planet that was owned and run by a space rhino. So that's my only other wow <laughs> my only other exposure to space rhinos. But I am thrilled about space rhinos in general. Well, I need to check that out now that you've said that. That sounds good. It is actually really good. <laughs> I've seen I've seen some of their uh, the first Dungeons and Dragons thing that they did, and it was quite funny. Yeah, um, I didn't like that one so much. The second one was good. Oh, okay. I, I'm wrong. I get no. <laughs> um, first one was shit, Danny. You've got shit taste. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, join us next week, and we will see you, hear you, smell you. Uh, uh, journey to the centre of the earth uh, on a surfboard next week. Yes, we will. Woo! A surfboard? Yeah, because there's water going down. Oh, yeah, okay. I suppose that kind of checks out. Um, not really. Not <laughs> thank really, you very but, much uh... for listening. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye! Goodbye!